you will find yourself after seven days of coding every day that something comes up, some family issue, or you have to go somewhere, you're out of the city for the day, and don't beat yourself up for that, just continue. And as long as you make that decision to continue, you're good. Like nothing can stop a person who keeps coming back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stack Overflow podcast. I just finished paying my taxes and man, that feels so good every year. Right, Sarah? Oh, it's the best. Citizenship and democracy in action. How are you doing Amazing. Today? <laughs> good, good. It's a beautiful day here in Brooklyn. All right. Paul, are you in Brooklyn? I am. And I haven't looked outside yet, but I'm going to assume it's a beautiful day. That's perfect. Don't look outside and just assume that. I think that's the right way to operate these days. We have a special guest with us today, Alex Calloway, and he is one of the creators, co-creators of 100 Days of Code. And we wanted to have him on and chat a little bit about what that is, how it got started, and how people can get involved. So Alex, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Tell me a little bit about what 100 Days of Code is. Where did it come from and what role did you play in getting this going? Right. So I think around 2016, I was working at my first tech job. I'm a self-taught developer. And I found myself working with the technologies that I didn't particularly enjoy. And I still didn't have enough. I wanted to work with web technology. And at the time, I didn't have enough experience with it. If I were to continue, uh, I couldn't find another job with a set of technologies that was used at the company at the time. So I found myself needing to kind of uh, on my own time to make progress on like learning more JavaScript and learning more React and all of those frameworks. Unfortunately, I couldn't find enough motivation to do it after work. Uh, Every day I would say to myself, okay, uh, I'll do it today after work. I would come back and there's you know, you need to cook dinner, you need to eat, you need to... Um, Same. To, no, you don't you have know? to explain it to me. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's okay that you needed to eat, right? So, and that went on for a while. I would maybe code for a couple of days in a week and then kind of get off momentum. And I was pretty frustrated. So I, I, as I think a lot of people do, I complained to my wife a lot. And once we were sitting at this like Thai restaurant, uh, I remember to this day, and I was again complaining about this situation, like how can I get myself to do it consistently to actually invest time into learning every day while keeping a full-time job. And we came up with this challenge. So I said to her, what if I commit publicly like on Twitter or somewhere else to code consistently for at least an hour every day and maybe do it for like three months, 90 days? And she she told me uh, that 90 days doesn't sound too good. She was like, how about you do it for 100 days? Because it sounds better. It's like a round yes. number. Yeah, she and... should work in marketing. I agree. 100 <laughs> days is better. <laughs> and that day I came back home and I wrote this little kind of a pledge online. I previously wrote a couple of articles on Free Code Camp at the time. And this little pledge was maybe like four or 500 words. And I submitted it to the Free Code Camp publication on Medium. And I, I didn't expect it to get the traction it did. But <laughs> And I think it's it's because Quincy, uh, Quincy Larson, the founder of Free Code Camp, he modified the message a bit. I said in the article that I'm committing to it. 
And he changed it a bit, like, how about you join me? So he kind of invited other people to join. And that started the whole thing where I, I created a repo for them to fork. And so they could keep their progress while at the same time, maybe learning a bit more of Git, but as another way to keep themselves accountable and also to engage with the community, I also encourage them to tweet their progress every day on Twitter. And that's how it came out, like how it came to be. The rules that went into the hundreds of code were, and I took them from some other materials, books and articles I read about habits before because I've like always had this problem with sticking to things like making your bed going for a run every day things like that where you do it for maybe two weeks but then you kind of fall off a wagon and that kept happening to me so uh, that's why I think I have a huge interest in habits and habit formation because I'm so bad at them (laughs) I once read an article about an astronaut and it was one of the it was the third guy in the moon landing, the one who didn't land. And I can't remember Mike Collins. And there's this part where he's like, you know, I knew I needed to quit smoking. So I quit smoking. That was it. <laughs> and, he was just, and I was like, oh, that's how you become an astronaut. You're the guy who can go like, oh, you know what? I need to develop a new habit. And then you just develop the new habit. Literally everyone besides astronauts, it's so hard. So yeah. So here, you know, you have community, you have uh, people with hashtags, you have social media. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the tasks that people accomplish in those hundred days? Tasks differ, and this also was a bit different in the beginning because originally I created this challenge kind of for myself. The idea was that I didn't want to follow tutorials and, you know, kind of go into that spiral of beginner resource after beginner resource. And instead, I wanted to make projects so I could learn from real stuff. And it was good for people who were at that level, but I think it kind of alienated some of the people that were just beginners of code. Like they didn't know how to start a project. They didn't know what what language to choose. Mm -hmm. So in that point, with follow-up articles and the website, 100daysofcode.com, I've tried to make it more approachable for people. So let's say you want to start coding and you have no idea what to do. Then we would recommend you to go to Free Code Camp or Code Academy and start your journey from JavaScript, for example. Mm -hmm. If you have a certain level of skill and you want to switch, maybe like learn another framework or learn another language, then you would plan your 100 days of code in that way. So like we call them rounds where you would commit to one round of 100 days of code and you would pick a subject or pick your plan of what you're going to do. And it could be anything. So uh, it could be tutorials these days, just base it on your level of experience. And if you notice that you are at the level where you could do them, but there's like fear and you have like creative blocks that stop you from doing it, then like I would recommend to commit kind of in over your head a bit, like to get in over your head mm-hmm. with the challenge, because when you commit publicly, you're kind of forced to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another power. It's really nice that the, the spirit of community is built around this project. I see people talking about 100 days of code, and they're very excited about their commitments. How do you experience that community? Is it mostly over Twitter, or do you do check-ins with anyone? How does that work? So we have um, a Slack and Discord channels as well, but mostly it's through Twitter, I would say. I am considering, and, and that's uh, when you talk about future things coming up, I'm considering doing a weekly 100 days of code chats with people on Twitter. So it's more focused as opposed to just, you know, right now, if you go to the 100 days of code timeline, it's 
people posting their updates, it's brands promoting their stuff or like their new resources. And it's all mixed and ma- like mingled, right? And what I would like to do is to keep certain, dis- like have certain discussions with a uh, limited frame of time. And I'm thinking of doing 100 days of code chats hashtag for that. So stay tuned. That's coming soon. Just to, you know, engage, like you said, engage the community and make people come together. Yeah. So you said that in a, in a previous timeline before you started this, you were working a job where you were a coder, but not working with the sort of technologies you wanted. Are you still doing a full-time job and 100 days of code or is 100 days of code now your full-time thing? No, definitely not. I don't make any money of the 100 days of code. I wish <laughs> I was smart enough to do that. Uh, maybe in the future, there will be some programs that I could you know, initiate that would be both beneficial for people and for me. But currently, no, I work full-time at gfiondemand.com. It's a Toronto startup. You could say it's like Uber, but for home maintenance, where if you have something broken in your house and you want an electrician, but you don't want to go through like yellow pages and stuff, you could go to the app, book a job, and from the pool of the pre-approved professional, somebody will come in and fix it for you. So I'm very excited about working at this place. And like, like I think 100 Days of Code helped me to switch from where I was to a much more exciting place. And I'm definitely grateful for that. Alex, one thing you said that I thought was interesting was that you're a self-taught coder and that you had mm-hmm. gotten that first job. But then once you got a job, you didn't have time to teach yourself new things. So can you tell us a little about when you taught yourself at the beginning? Like, how did you learn uh, up to the point where you were able to get hired? Right. So that was quite a journey, too. I was always interested in like HTML, but I didn't know much about JavaScript at the time. And I was working in marketing, digital marketing at that point, I think 2014, 15. And I was doing some things like updating websites and doing some little HTML and CSS here and there. But I definitely felt the pool of, I wanted to learn more and I had no idea how to go about it. And what's worse is when you have friends who are software developers, I had one such friend and he, whenever I would ask him, should I maybe try to learn it? He would always say like, no, 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 don't get into it. It's like too much. So... <laughs> In the first maybe six months of learning, I didn't even tell him, even though he's my best friend, just to you know protect this little uh, initiative. And I've started with some books because I actually didn't know what to do. I knew about Code Academy, and I picked up this book called Beginning JavaScript, and I just like kept reading it. And for the first five to six months, I think my learning wasn't going too fast. I was kind of stuck in this tutorial hell where I couldn't move past learning about JavaScript syntax and couldn't program anything. I couldn't do like solve a little problem. And that's where I found out about FreeCodeCamp. And it was a very niche website at the time. It was just maybe a couple of months when it was out, maybe a bit more. And actually, when I found it, it was by accident. I was looking for, there's another similar project called the Thor, the Odin project, sorry. <laughs> Mixing my gods. <laughs> and I was wondering if their curriculum was to the level of attending a boot camp. At the time, I couldn't attend a boot camp because I was an international student, couldn't just, you know, leave my job and... Bootcamp wasn't an option for me at the time, so I was worried. And then when I typed out uh, the Audience Project versus Bootcamp to write it in Google, and FreeCodeCamp came up, and that's how I found out about it. And then I kind of went through the whole thing, not 
the whole thing. But as far as I could, making these little projects and solving the little problems it had. And I was so happy. And it also said, if there is no Free Code Camp chapter in your city or a group in Facebook, you can create one. So I created one. And then people just started uh, joining up, joining in. And that was very interesting. For the first time, I found people who were also teaching themselves to code. And it's such a diverse group of people. It was very interesting. And we started doing these events every two weeks and then every week where we would meet up and talk about code and help each other learn. And through that, I think it definitely sped up my learning. And maybe eight months after, I was able to find this that first job. Help us understand what makes for a good 100 days challenge. If I was to start one, where do I start? And what are some realistic goals that I can make? So I would say a realistic goal, if you are already working as a developer, would be to explore a new technology or explore a new language or maybe get better at the language you currently are working with by making a plan of specific sections or specific topics you want to learn more about. Find those resources, kind of pin them into this like little plan and go through it. But if you are a beginner, I would say... Start with Free Code Camp or Code Academy or any of those um, beginner-friendly websites. On Udemy, actually, you can find so many really good, gigantic courses that take you from knowing absolutely nothing about development to a different level, to a level where you can code for a bit. And I would say that's enough. Don't overcommit yourself to... It's just 100 days and just... If you think about it, it's just 100 hours. Another thing that people don't get right about 100 days of code often is that they are very strict to themselves. They are very like harsh when they judge their own progress and they look at other people maybe like getting more retweets and they think, oh, what am I doing wrong? And they uh, think about, oh, if I miss a day after 50 days of doing it, I miss one day and they just, you know, quit because they think, oh, they failed the challenge. And that's the, that's not the case. Uh, in the updated rules everywhere, I'm, I'm trying to like spread the word that even if you miss a week, you can come back and start from the day you were on as long as you keep coding. So the, the point is to get to a level where you consistently make progress. And that's how, like you said, with smoking, I think I've read the statistics somewhere that people on average try to quit smoking seven to eight times before they actually quit it for good. And I think that's the same with any habit for most of the people, except for um, astronauts. (laughs) Very cool. All right, last question before we let you go. And I have to ask, I think it's it's, uh, legally mandated on the podcast. (laughs) During your learning at the beginning, when you were moving from marketing to code, or as you're doing 100 days of code, What's your experience been like with with Stack Overflow? Like, have you asked and answered questions? Do you just end up there when you're Googling? Oh, I use it every day. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually not asked questions, but it's mostly because everything I Google is there. I have a bit of a qualm with DuckDuckGo search engine. I wanted to use it for some time, but it wasn't good enough at finding those obscure Stack Overflow questions that Google is good at. So I had to switch just because of that. Uh, Everything else was good. So definitely there's such a goldmine of knowledge there. And I'm glad that this uh, resource exists for developers. Like another point I want to recognize that I've been watching Stack Overflow emails and their community changing. Maybe in the last two years or so, I've seen major steps taken in making it more friendly, making it more approachable to people, make it more like a community. So definitely kudos to you guys, to the team and everybody who's working on it. Without Stack Overflow, I don't think there would be like 
I don't think there would be as many developers as there are now. Maybe 20% of the most determined. <laughs> That's great. Very cool. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. If people want to find you online or get involved with 100 Days of Code, what would you? where can they find you and how would you suggest they get started? Right. So the best way to find me is on Twitter. It's Callaway, and instead of else, it's 1-1, so K-A-1-1 away. And the best resource to learn about 100 Days of Code and to get all of the resources I mentioned, like Slack and all of those links, is 100daysofcode.com. And a little mention I want to make for the people who are interested in habit formation, I run this newsletter about self-improvement and habit formation called Do the Opposite, and you can find it in my Twitter as well. I have a link there. Bi-weekly, I send it out, and it's mostly focused on uh, how can you shape your life into a better one. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We'll share some links in the show notes to uh, your Twitter, the website, and your newsletter. So we appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll, I'll join you. I've been doing a little bit of free code camp with Sarah back when we were at the office. So I've got to get restarted. Thank you. That would be awesome. All right. So this week's lifeboat is component did catch does not work. And that goes to Chris. And the person says, why doesn't component did catch not work in my React Native app? Component did catch does not handle errors. And then a user named Chris came on and he let him know it only works for catching some errors thrown by the component's children. Oh, well, I can relate to that. So we'll put it in the show notes and uh, (laughs) perhaps there's something you can learn here. But shout out to Chris for that lifeboat asked two years and eight months ago. Good lifeboating. Good lifeboating, y'all. All right. I am Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. I'm Sarah Chips, the Director of Community here at Stack Overflow, and you can find me at sarahjoe on github.com. I'm Paul Ford, friend of Stack Overflow, co-founder of a company called Postlight. You can find me at FTrain on Twitter. All right, let's get back to work. Yeah, Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>